This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Hello, hello. All right. Waiting for Miss Danielle and Adam to join us here in the chat. Um, so just give guys a little context of what's going on is uh, Danielle has been spending the last week um, inside the courtroom at this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard court case. Uh, she's been sitting there watching them, watching testimony, watching. Oh, there she is. Danielle asked to be a, uh, a speaker, so we can let you up here. Uh, anyway, so give you keep going on this. So basically, uh, she's been there listening to all the testimony, the depositions, everything that's been going on with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in Virginia over the last uh, week. There we are. are. You there, Danielle? Hey, hey, Dax. How are you? I am so good. I, I, I can't complain. I mean, I, I know that you've had a pretty crazy week um, covering this whole court case going down. Um, so can you give us a little rundown of like what it's been like in court seeing Johnny Depp face to face? It's been super surreal, especially after being in all his personal business for like the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, um, it was, it was weird to see him walk in. Um, he definitely has an aura. I will say like when he walks into court and you feel the, the air go out, you know, um, cause everyone's like, and we're not supposed to react. And you can tell everyone's there for him and not Amber. <laughs> um, <so laughs> it was but you kind of want to see the drama go down between it. Like you want like when I think about the two of them walking into court, I want to know like what was their demeanor? Do they look at each other? Is there any like eye contact between the two? Like, did you see anything between them? Yeah. So what was interesting? So Johnny walked in. He didn't even look at Amber. And that full first day, he didn't even look at Amber. But. At, she was she's kind of seated so he's been seated straight on looking at the judge so he's not even kind of looking to the back except when he gets up to go to break or and he was the first day waving at us but then they told us the next day that we were not to wave at him and I'm sure he got the same um talking to because the next two days he didn't even like look our way really um yeah. so but he had the first day waved at us blown us kisses not talked obviously to us but he knew we were there for him and then Amber, she, I don't know if she just knew that the people on this other side of the court, courtroom are just trying to get a better view of Johnny or what, but she didn't even look to the back of the courtroom when she walked in. She's been sitting sideways though, so you can see her reaction more when you're in court. I can't really see okay. Johnny because we're we're back to him. Um, so honestly, the, the people online probably have been able to get more of a at, assess on how he's reacting to things that are being said. Um, but that first day she had looked at him several times, but then when his sister Christy went up and she got emotional talking about their mother's passing about Amber filing all this stuff, the same, like Amber filed for divorce the same week his mother passed and filed for the restraining order the same week his mother passed. And when she got emotional about that at the end of court that day, he stared at her for like a hot second. And then, really? yeah, so that was very interesting to kind of see because for the most part, he's been ignoring the fact that she's on the other side of the room. So crazy. So if for, for anyone who is just now joining us, uh, we're talking with Danielle. Danielle is the host of Innocent Till Tipsy podcast. She covers all things like true crime, a lot of celebrity related <laughs> stuff and has been 
all over this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, just their relationship, the demise of their relationship, uh, the, the different court cases they've been through, their divorce, and she is now in Virginia. She has been sitting in on this court case for the last week as they're listening to depositions and reading out crazy text messages and all this kind of stuff. So uh, we, we've got her on today to just kind of give us a rundown. So what what has been like the craziest thing so far that you have heard during this court case? Oh, that's interesting. So um, they're doxing who's behind Johnny, um, Amber's team. Um, so the New York Post released an article yesterday, I believe that that journalist is something else. She came up to all of us and wanted to talk to us when we were outside. And the Johnny Depp fans, we've been very close lip not mm-hmm. talking to journalists because they like to paint us in the light of we're crazy when a lot of us are domestic violence survivors who want our voices heard and Amber is silencing real victims of abuse. So, but they don't see it that way. They're like all these crazy, you know, Johnny Depp fans and whatever. And a couple of um, Johnny Depp supporters have been kicked out because Amber's team has gone through and doxed tweets from years ago. Like one girl got kicked out for a tweet that she'd written six years ago when she was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was absolutely wild to see that. How, how are they finding? How are they finding out about that? How are they- I don't know. They know who's on the other side of the courtroom, which I find is funny because, I, and I've known for a while that Amber's camp has known about one of us in particular. His name is um, incredibly average on YouTube, or that Brian fellow on Twitter. And I've, I'm like, it must be interesting for them to kind of look over and see all of us, like in the flesh as well. Yeah, because <laughs> they've been calling us Russian bots for years now. Um, we're not real. So <laughs> I was like, what? They called you what? Russian bots? Russian bots. That's what oh, they Russian the bots. Kingdom. Yeah. Johnny has employed Russian bots. We're being paid by him. I've never seen a dime. <laughs> That's so funny. So so I know that they, they read off some like crazy text messages inside yeah. the court where it was talking about like her decomposing body. Can you kind of give me a rundown of like what that was because i'm only kind of reading about it but i'm curious how those went down in court and like as Mm -hmm. they're reading them off do does anyone like move or react or like does johnny get uncomfortable hearing these texts read in front of other people i don't think he gets uncomfortable he didn't seem to shift or move that move at all but i you can hear so there's a lot of court reaction which you're not supposed to have and people do need to get that on lock because the judge was sick of it yesterday. You could tell she was. And if you don't get it on lock, I wonder how long this is going to be a public trial, um, like, to be honest, or if she's just going to finally say the public gallery needs to go and you can watch it online. Um, give me just a moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should jump off there for a second. But, I, you know, the thing that I, I'm amazed that this, this court case has just gone on for, you know, I guess not just the court case, but them in general constantly battling out. It's so wild. All right, Sorry, you're back. I, I'm back. Sorry, I had I got co- coffee, coffee. I got coffee um, from uh, my hotel and I just had it delivered. I apologize. Okay. Um, but the text, um, Isaac Baruch was who was up when they were reading those texts. That's Johnny Depp's really good friend from the 80s. Um, and he's been friends with Johnny, which was just a really cool testimony to hear because he was friends with Johnny when they lived in Florida, when Johnny was a no one. 
And then they, they both moved to California. We're still friends. He worked at the Viper Room. I feel like everyone knows the Viper Room. Of course. Yes. And then the Viper Room, he moved away. First off, Isaac moved away. By, then, by the way, side note, have you yeah. ever been to the Viper Room? I haven't. I've never been to California. I'm supposed to go this fall. <laughs> That's wild. I was I was there filming like a show, I don't know, a month ago. I didn't realize how small the Viper Room was. Really? It is tiny it's got maybe like seven booths in there and then like a little vip section and then i guess there's like a downstairs like super vip room but i did not realize how tiny the viper room is for having such like this legendary you know aura to it i think it's because if someone is performing in there and i think it was like the jonas brothers had just performed the week uh, before i got there uh but Mm -hmm. It's because you can have literally like 50 people maximum listening to the, these concerts. It's really cool. Anyway, sorry. Side note, I I digress. Keep going. No, you're so good. Um, so Isaac had actually moved away from California, then come back and got reemployed by Johnny at the Viper Room, which I think just speaks to the fact that they're still, they were still tight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the Viper Room, uh, you know, went into other people's hands. Um, he was offered by Johnny to either take the severance package or to stay on the Viper Room, and he took the separate severance package. Well, years later, when he was working on his art, Johnny saw his art and said, I would love to, like, buy a piece from you. So Isaac brings over all of his art for Johnny, and Isaac was a character. Like, that was the funniest witness statement to ever, because he just, he was a, he's a character in and of himself. He seems like a really cool guy. Um, and he brings over his art for Johnny to look at. And Johnny said, why don't I put on a show and you just work on your art? And he puts them up in his penthouses, one of his penthouses, the five Eastern Columbia building, which has become infamous in this case because Amber Heard's friends and family were living. That's the green one. That's the green one in Los Angeles, right? Yes. The Eastern building. Yeah. I've actually, I've been in that building. I had a friend that lived in that building for a long time. And when I was there, he was like, oh, yeah, Johnny's upstairs. Like, we went up to the – there's like there was, like, a penthouse or a rooftop pool. Yeah. And he was literally like, oh, this is Johnny Depp's apartment right here. And then, you know, whatever, two years later, all this stuff goes down. But it, I have literally been on the top of that building and seen where Johnny lives in there. It was nuts. That's so wild. Yeah, it seems it, – and there's, like, so much that went on in that penthouse, too, when you look at all the incidents. But, yeah, Isaac lived there. So he knew the couple really well. He lived with Amber and Johnny for, like, four years, right? Um, but those text messages, basically – so that was the week that Johnny's mother had died, that um, she had filed the restraining order, which he's even sent in text to her father and said, I didn't do what she's saying that I did. I even lied about her chopping the top of my finger off. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so during that time, oh, it actually was a few months later, he texted Isaac. It was when he was, Isaac had to move out of the building because Johnny ended up having to sell those penthouses after this whole thing. And he said that she was a vindictive C-U-N-T mm-hmm. and that there was nothing like he, she had ruined his life. I'm like paraphrasing here, ruined the lives that they all had together and that he, um, her, 
he wished her decomposing body was in the back of a Honda Civic. He was like the most randomly specific text. <laughs> <laughs> a Honda Civic. Like why? <laughs> but Super yeah, random. so but with the context of I don't think anything's correct at all that he said, but when you think it's a private conversation between friends, all of this stuff has come out about him. He's being dragged through the media because at that point in time, hashtag I stand with Amber was trending because we were, you know, in the time of believe all women. Um, right at the Me Too movement, the start of it in 2016. So, yeah, just, uh, it's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. Oh, crazy. Now, um, when when Johnny's in there, and I know you can't really see his face, obviously, because you guys are sitting right behind him in court. Does he... Does it seem like he gets agitated at all or does he just sit there and not move, not look around? Does he talk to his lawyer? Does he lean in? I, I that Those are the things that I get so curious about because it isn't telecast. You know, we, we're not seeing this broadcast out there. So I can only kind of go off of what you're seeing. But do you see him move around a lot or is he just chill? Um, He seems pretty chill. Um, He's been playing with his pencil a lot. And he has a a notebook that he brings with him that he doodles in. Like yesterday, he came right in, sat down, and got immediately to doodling before the judge came in. Can you see what he doodles? (laughs) No, I can't. But his notebook is covered in, like, stickers. It looks very artistic. Like, he's been very artsy with that notebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he wasn't really looking backwards until yesterday, his assistant, Stephen Duders, his wife, Gina Duders, was on the stand. And Gina got up and was giving her testimony when all of a sudden Amber's lawyers asked if they could approach the bench. Now, we couldn't hear what Amber's lawyers said to the judge. But after that, the judge said, I just have a few housekeeping things to do. Jury, your excuse for just a few minutes. We'll call you in a minute. As soon as the jury left, she said, Mrs. Duders, have you been listening to witness testimony? And Gina said she had. And she said, you're excused. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So Johnny's lawyer tried to fight it. And she said she's heard witness testimony already. She's excused. So Gina left. You could tell Gina was just nervous as anything. But I do think it speaks volumes. She was very honest while she was up there. However, her testimony is now struck from court records. But she talked about her own drug use, Amber's drug use, Johnny's drug use while she'd been up there. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as she was asked, she said, yes, I definitely did hear some. She also was a social media strategist. So I don't know if she just came across some as well. um, Because it's literally everywhere right now. But it sucks because her and her husband are really close. And Steven's also another witness for Johnny. And I imagine if she's seen it, Steven's seen it. And they're going to argue that in court. And Steven will probably be d- dismissed as a witness for Johnny. Interesting. Now, do you, who do you think has had the most powerful either statements in there or testimony? Who do you feel like when they walked out of court, you're like, oh, damn, that like that hurts one side or the other? Isaac Baruch. His yeah. testimony yesterday was wild and at the end he broke down um the amber's lawyer asked and i don't know why amber's lawyer didn't stop him i even posted the clip on on my tiktok obviously we can't have our phones in there but the clip was going around online and i posted it to my tiktok because she asked if he was still angry at amber and he goes about all the phony stuff like the fake photos and the tabloids and he starts listing that it's a hoax and that she's ruined a good man and that his family's suffering and he starts to break down. Um, so yeah, um, that was when we left, it was, it was very powerful to hear that. And I just don't know why Elaine didn't stop him. Like Amber's lawyer. I was like, I would have been like, 
we don't need all of that. <laughs> Just yeah. ask if you were angry because it was a very powerful statement for Johnny. Interesting. So crazy. I got, I got to imagine just being in there is wild. Just the energy in the room because everyone knows this court case so well. Um, what, what about the assistant? I know that was kind of big, like her assistant and yeah. that testimony or that, I'm sorry, that deposition that they played. Yeah, so that was crazy. Um, Kate, I, Kate came off. What sucks is if you're anywhere near this case, you know that Kate has also alleged that Amber tried to steal her sexual violence story. Mm -hmm. So, and that she's lying about what happened between her and Johnny and using Kate's statement um, as that. Um, so when the, the deposition started, Kate was very rude with um, Amber's lawyers. And if you know the case, you can realize why. But if you don't know the case, I think it might be off-putting to the jury. Okay. Um, but then when Johnny's lawyers got on, she was, you know, as nice as anything. Had no problem explaining anything to them. Um, at, but that was wild. You heard all about Amber's um, explosive personality, I guess you can call it. Yeah. And she treats those around her. And even from Gina, Gina backed that up by saying, when she first met Amber, Amber kind of treated her like the help, like not realizing she was friends. It wasn't just that her husband was employed by Johnny, but they have a close personal friendship. Yeah. Um, and then we also had that backed up by the their own psychotherapist um, yesterday who came in and gave de well video deposition. And the psychotherapist said that Amber, um, she gets very like she's just explosive when she gets triggered. And um, doesn't treat people the correct way when she's, you know, triggered was the word she kept using. <laughs> so, Danielle, I got a question for you. I know that yeah. you are obviously a massive Johnny Depp fan. Is there any part of this that when testimony comes out or someone says something that you feel for Amber at all? Or are you yeah. only pro-Depp? No, yeah. Like yesterday, my heart broke for both of them because... We were listening to their psychotherapist. Psychotherapist was talking about their both of their childhoods. They both are from abusive households. You know Amber is reacting the very same way her father reacted with her. And that's hard to hear that she hasn't healed from it. Mm -hmm. um, and that she's taking on his persona. Um, that's really hard to hear. Um, and it sucks because, I'm, I mean, I'm from an abusive um, home. So I understand, like, you just have to kind of better yourself. And if you don't better yourself, you'll end up just like in my case, my father. So it does, it was heartbreaking to hear that um, in therapy, she was talking so much about her dad, and yet she was doing very similar things that her father had done to her when she was a child. Yeah. Wow. And by the way, if anyone wants to ask Danielle a question or ask me a question, feel free to uh, request being a speaker and um, Michael who is moderating this will let you in I just think that there's probably people out there that have questions for you since like I said you're in the courtroom you're getting to see this stuff firsthand which is pretty crazy um, yeah is there any other things that like you walked away from this just thinking like that either changed my perspective or I I want to know more or anything like that yeah, I think we're in a precarious situation. It is a defamation trial. And I was on the Pat and GT show this morning talking about it. And um, they um, had an attorney on as well. And he said, you know, in family court battles, no one wins. And I did leave court yesterday feeling like, man, they're just sitting there beating each other up, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's it's very thank hard. Thank God leave. they don't have kids, though. God, oh thank God they didn't have God. kids. 
oh my God, several people have asked if Lily Rose is her child. And I'm like, no, thank Like that was from a totally different relationship. So God, um, yeah, it would be even messier, but yeah, I just wish like, I mean, you said Johnny Depp fan, I guess like, yes. Um, but also like in the sense of, I am very hurt that Amber, like regardless, like say, say something comes out in the next month, like devil's advocate here, say something comes out that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt he hit her or did whatever to her. Um, I will still be very increasingly angry at Amber, the fact that she lied about so much other stuff. Like she tries to say she's a hostage in a hostage situation with him. She had her cell phone. She admitted that in court. She could have called anyone. In fact, she did. She called her sister while she was there. They had security outside. She could have called over to grab her. She said she was drugged through glass, but there's a secret recording where you can hear her walking on the feet that she says was cut deep by glass. Um, and then like stealing someone else's sexual violence story. I just, the fact that she says she's an advocate for victims is what makes me so angry because I'm like, you aren't. Stop. <laughs> well, we get, it looks like we got a question. Julie, what you got as a question? I would like to know what happened with Eve Bartlow yesterday that she was moved in and out of the courtroom. So I don't know exactly what happened with Eve. I know yesterday there was a lot of shuffling of people in the courtroom. So and the the way the court is set up right now on the front row is the attorneys um, for both of them that aren't sitting up with them. So like the law firm that's backing them. And then they're um, either friends, family or bodyguards in that front row, right? And so yesterday after Gina had left the stand, about 10 minutes later, there was another Your Honor, may we approach the bench? No, a lot of talking that we couldn't hear. And then they came back and told everyone that's not in the law for, firm, can you please stand up and go to the back? So Eve was moved to the back, but I do know the sheriff was also talking with them as well. So I don't know what exactly has happened with that. And I'll be interested to see if anyone finds out. And I have noticed on Twitter, there's been a lot of rumors that have come out about it that I just, they're not entirely true. <laughs> but that's kind of like all we know right now is everyone was kind of moved to the back. And I know there was some talking with the sheriff's department there. Okay. Also, if you're not allowed to have your phone or anything in there, why is she allowed to have a laptop? So in the front row, they were allowed to have their phones and laptops. They weren't supposed to be on social media from what I understand. And I know that she was tweeting a bit. So I don't know if that's into play at all, um, but they aren't allowed to take photos as well. Um, so I don't like none of us are allowed to take photos in that courtroom. So I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Well, uh, man. And so are you staying out there for any other, are you staying out there next week or what, what's your plan in regards to this court case? I wish I could stay the whole freaking time, but unfortunately I have to get back to real life. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely plan on watching it. What you can watch that's televised. It sucks because the courtroom, like the dynamic in the courtroom is something you just don't get when you're watching it online. I was even talking to a friend last night who had, she hadn't been able to make it in to the courtroom. And I was telling her like the things like Eve was moved to the back, like a few things like that. And she's like, we didn't see that. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, and so that'll- By the way, how did you, how did you get into this courtroom? Yeah, so it's, so public spectators, they have about a hundred of them um, a day that you can get in for, but you have to like, I was waking up at 3 a.m. I'm so exhausted today. I was waking up at 3 a.m. getting ready for court because and that is something oh I just um 
I don't know. Like, I thought we had to dress up for court. I mean, I still kept dressing up for court, but it was interesting to see the outfits. Like, some people were allowed to wear their crybaby shirts and everything in, which that shocked me. Okay, um, well, here, here's a question. Are yeah. there any... So, obviously, there's Johnny Depp fans. Are you looking around? Are there people in there that are super Amber fans? I haven't... Oh, that I want to talk to you about the jury, so just keep that in mind for, concerning yeah. Amber. But Amber, I'm not sure, like... If they're Amber fans, or I know a couple Johnny Depp supporters were sitting on the other side because they got a better view of Johnny. Personally, I don't even want to look like I'm on her side of the fence. <laughs> so I don't even care if I can see him. I'm sitting on his side of the courtroom so he knows he has people behind him. Um, but that was like, that was so ridiculous to me that, um, like, I don't know who was on her side over there. No one ever, like, everyone I spoke with was pro Johnny. So that was quite interesting. And then when they were doing jury selection, they, of course, were asking, like, do you know Johnny? Do you know Amber? What do you know of them? You know, like, they're trying to weed out people that could be, you know, insanely biased. And no one knew Amber. No one could even mention, like, three movies she was in. And the funny thing was... when the Come on, no one could say Aquaman? That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, Aquaman was, like, one that they could. <laughs> but, like, but not even, like, three. It was so crazy. So in the opening statements, Elaine, her lawyer, starts being like, let me introduce you to Amber since most of you don't know her. And I just know that must have because her non-relevance was something that really bothered her in their relationship. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, that burns. Um, it looks like we got another uh, request to speak. Simply me. What's up? What's your question? Actually, it's not a question. It's to elaborate on Eve Bar Barlow, Barlow, Ooh. whatever you want to call her name. Uh, Tug did a video um, reviewing the activities that happened. Okay. And she was on her phone, and Amber was using her Apple Watch. Interesting. Yes. And if you notice, the day before or so, I believe it was, they passed a note. Amber passed one back through the attorneys to Eve. Hmm. And... Hmm. It's not that they're not supposed to post during court. Those involved in the case, which with Eve up on the front bench there behind the attorneys, that gives the impression she's involved. She is posting during court. Mm. Oh, interesting. All right. So she got but, slapped on the yeah. wrist. Will they let but her she, back in? Um, I don't know. Um, I think that's going to be hashed out today because that's when all the motions and everything are going on and the fighting over the evidence and what's admissible and what's not and what needs to be redacted. But <laughs> honestly, I personally feel she should not be in there. If she's going to violate and post after they removed Gina yesterday for saying she's seen some clips. Hmm. And what what do you what do you ladies think about like some of the other big profile celebrities that are listed as witnesses? Do you think we'll see James Franco, Paul Bettany, Elon Musk? Do you think we'll see them at court or that's kind of just the wish list of other people to show up there? Franco, I doubt it. Elon, I doubt it. Bettany, I believe he'll be there. I don't know who's going to physically be there, though, or who's going to be on video, because there's already been a lot of video depositions that have been listed to the court. Yeah, uh, I think they were listed as live feed, not, okay. not depo. 
Devo. So they'll be Skyping in basically. Wow. I love it. So interesting. Got another speaker. Bella just joined us. Bella, you got a question or a statement? Bella. You got to unmute yourself. Sorry, my mic was off. Um, no, so uh, I just wanted to piggyback off the Eve Barlow thing was that she was on her computer and she found something about Gina being on social media. So it was, she immediately, that's when everything happened was that she and found something out. Yeah. And then told the attorneys. That's our suspicions. We've been sitting there thinking that Eve's been going through all of our stuff too. Oh, hundred percent. And Yes. Yeah. Cause she has been, I mean, I've been blocked by Eve Barlow for like a year now. Um, she knows who I am. <laughs> and she is, she's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think she is sitting there and just going through and getting, they're out for blood. Like that was, that was evident yesterday. They are out for blood. This is no joke. Amber's team is taking this extremely seriously because I think her career will be over. I'm not sure if Johnny's will 100% be over after this if he loses, but I think Amber will be done. Well, yeah, I agree with that because the whole point of Johnny wanting this televised and she wanted it missed, she wanted to wear a mask because she knows we all watch the micro expressions and things like that. It's it's that, you know, he wanted everyone to know because he can't say anything about who he was married to and what she did. And I found it really confusing. Dr. Kipper's um, their, their doctor, who was actually there when Johnny lost his finger, he's just acting like he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't know anything. And in the recordings that were done, he he says she did this. Oh, and yeah. we have to cover up for her in case the police yeah. checks in and stuff like that. His exact quote from that, because I just went through this on a podcast. We went through the entire Australia event. The first part was released this week. Next part will be released um, next week. But he his entire quote is, she shattered the bone. Yeah. She cut finger off like her sitting there saying it was a hostage situation for her i'm like doubt i think it was a hostage situation for him yeah and the whole thing too she claims that you know he ripped her gown and everything but she was fully dressed when they came in if she was dressed through glass she's walking in shoes because you hear the the stomping of the shoes yeah and then she's like oh my god did i do this and i didn't mean to and it's all there and so for her to claim this opposite story is just bizarre well, what I'm interested in with that um, opening statement that they did, um, of course, when this all came out, there wasn't all of these allegations. Um, but then when we got to the UK, there was one allegation for sexual assault, I believe. Yes. Now we've got several. And um, she has said that even on her birthday, he assaulted her. When you look at like, he's the only one with any marks on himself when he left that birthday that that um, day. Like Sean, I think it was Sean Bett. I think that was who Yeah, was. he's got like a wealth on his cheek. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting that she started. She it's like she feels like she's on a sinking ship, and she's like, "Well, let's just throw another allegation in there." Well, I think I think too. I think it's her hail mary because there's so much evidence against her that she's like, "Okay, I have to say the most extreme thing to get myself out of it." She's just dug a hole that's so yeah. deep that she just can't get out of it at this point, and yeah. it just makes it look worse because now, especially for a jury about defamation, it's like, "Okay, well, if you're lying and you're caught lying, it's like." And that whole double thing of like, oh, they're both toxic. They're both abusive. I don't know how that would play out for a jury as far as um, them deciding if he was defamed. If they consider them both toxic. Yeah, I'll be very interested, especially after the um, psychotherapist deposition yesterday. I'll be interested kind of what comes at that. Um, She alleged mutual abuse. Mutual abuse is a very controversial term. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I, I really don't know. And the fact that Amber only alleged that he was violent with her when he wasn't there, you can kind of argue that both ways. Like some people could say, oh, well, then, you know, she was too afraid to mention it around her abuser or it didn't happen the way she's saying it happened. And when you look at her witness statements and the fact that she's changed her story, I mean, even with the finger of how he lost the tip of his finger, she's changed that story. Oh, the phone, like he was actually on the phone. There's no drywall. And actually when you yeah. look at the photos of a, what I'm going to call a crime scene, the phone's intact. It's on the table. It's on the counter. Yeah. Yo, ben King is his housing manager and Ben King attested that no phones were injured. <laughs> In the, in the there was no pee there was no pee on the carpet and there was no um phone injured yeah it's kind of a trip because the story she leaves about australia is that she remains in the house while johnny goes to the other apartment and then goes to the hospital and they're just trying to get her the hell out of australia but interesting she's alleging it's a situation but then you hear jerry judge say he's like i will make a deal with the devil to get this woman out of Australia right now. Like Johnny needs to be left alone. Yeah, not um, one single injury. And there's pictures of her at the airport on um, mm -hmm. the day she's going back, not a scratch on her and no defensive wounds, nothing. She's wearing these really hard shoes, no socks. I mean- That's from that's from March 29th. It's not the exact day after, but yeah, it doesn't hurt. Where the, the amount of injuries she said she's just sustained. And then the fact that Elaine now, her, her lawyer has been um, alleging that um, she said Amika cream. She meant um, Arnica. Arnica. Cream. I know what Arnica <laughs> is. And, and that whole Arnica cream uh, conversation actually came from an old friend of hers, Amanda DeCadney. She was feeding Amanda DeCadney stories about how Johnny was being abusive to her. And so yeah. there's a there's a there's a like an email or a text where Amanda DeCadney recommends Arnica cream, and that's a clear cream. It just helps the the bruising process heal a little bit faster, but it's not a miracle cream. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's definitely not a miracle cream. I loved how she was asking Isaac. She was like, do you know her makeup routine? Do you know um, about Arnica cream? And he's like, no, but like I lived with them for four years. So like I knew what Amber looked like without makeup. <laughs> no, and I liked how she tried to make the kiss, like when he kisses her on the cheek, like, oh, you put a lot of pressure because if she had a bruise, right? And he kisses her really hard on the cheek, maybe that would hurt, I'm assuming. But he's like, you know, and, and how do you kiss? I'm like, oh my God, you are reaching, madam. You are reaching so far. Very much. What yeah. I love about this court case, like it really has turned normal people into like full blown investigators. A hundred percent. So much evidence. Uh, I see we got someone else who wants to speak. Dr. Soup. You want to jump in here? Legend. You're a legend. You're a legend. What's up? Stop it. I love you. I fangirled when I saw you like liked one of my posts. I was like, stop. Oh, <laughs> that made me feel good. Thank you. You're so nice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just listening because I've I've never really listened in on this kind of thing before, but I'm really interested in the the whole thing kind of like surrounding like Eve vetting all of you guys like that's just so <laughs> creepy to me. Um, do you feel like she's just going through every one of you guys while you're just sitting in there or not sitting in there? But you yeah. know what I mean. Yes, I have literally I've been racking my brain thinking about what I've said because I've called Amber Heard a liar a million yeah. times. <laughs> I'm like, right, right. What when's the sheriff gonna approach me and be like ma'am um <laughs> can you leave I was like I don't I I feel like unless I was super drunk I never threatened the woman <laughs> that's not what I really care about I I really couldn't care I hope she's doing well I hope she heals yeah. I hope she gets the help she needs because she obviously needs help uh, but I just yeah. wish she could tell the truth is where I'm at but I'm like what have I said <laughs> I'm trying to think back to 2020 quarantine I'm like oh god <laughs> 
So yeah, I was thinking I wanted to extend my trip, but then I'm like, is there any point? Because what if I get kicked out tomorrow and then the New York Post is writing about me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's funny because I actually, I'm not far from there. I'm kind of like hidden in plain sight, but um, I I was considering um, coming in, but I'm like, you know what? Like the more I think about it, obviously we're covering it on a stream. So it's not a big deal if I'm not there, but I'm like, okay, if she's going around, trying to kick people out and look into these people then it's like I don't want to risk it you know yeah and I'm also like I can my voice can be more free if I leave I think I think that's where like I'm because um you know several of the I won't name any names but several of the major players in the Johnny Depp um justice team Mm -hmm. they are now having to private their accounts and they can't they're notes they're gonna they're gonna do something you know but it's like You've got to, it sucks. It really sucks because it's like, you know, you're not your first amendment, right? That sounds super crazy, but it is like, we, we, we should be able to report on it just the same as the New York Post was able to report on it. Um, So yeah, super frustrating and and definitely scary. Like all of us felt like we were walking on eggshells for the past two days, ever since the first girl um, was kicked out. And yeah. what have we said? I think we've all felt like we've been respectful, but maybe there was that one tweet, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's definitely scary. And um, just one more question, because I'll let other people talk, of course. But um, uh, I was curious, do you guys like ever see Amber like staring you down or anything like that? Really? Yeah. The first day she stared at me, I caught her several times looking my way. And I was like, Uh. because I know Eve knows me. I know Eve knows Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Like, do you know who I am? And I like I, the second time I caught her, I stared at her back, and then she didn't look at me again. <laughs> I was like, mm. Don't look at me. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. I love it. This this whole conversation is so fascinating. I'm really curious to see what goes down next week, Danielle. I don't know if you're down for it, um, but maybe we do this again next week, and you can give us a wrap up of how next week goes. We'll do the same thing Friday if you are open to it. I would absolutely love that, Dax. This has been an absolute pleasure. It's uh, it's super fun to run down. Sorry, we kind of talked over you the last like fifteen. No, minutes. I I'm like sitting back just listening, like <laughs> fascinated. You know, obviously, I love all things entertainment news. I mean, that's the whole point of the Hollywood Raw podcast is to, you know, pull back the curtain on Hollywood and get kind of the real story. So this kind of just fits in so perfect. And having you out there in Virginia, living it firsthand is just an amazing perspective i I love it so and i know that you're following it every inch of it so Mm -hmm. let's do this again next week um and then obviously if there's anyone uh listening or you know keeping up with the court case that wants to jump in next week let's do it um if you obviously are not following danielle or myself hit us with a follow um and uh yeah we can we'll do this again Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for your questions. This was a super, super fun discussion. Really enjoyed it. And thanks, Dax, for having me on. Uh, absolutely. And then if you uh, if you aren't following our podcast, check us out. Uh, we've got the Hollywood Raw podcast. And then Danielle has the Innocent Till Tipsy podcast covering all things kind of like true crime in the celebrity sp- space. So thank you all for joining. We will see you next week, same time. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.